Hey, Robert. Hey, Yaron. So last week we started uh, talking about the application of uh, ingenuism principles, connection, exploration, and and culture, uh, or uh, into uh, or environment um, into kind of a how people should live their lives in in applying them to uh, the individual. We've we've talked a lot over the last year about the world and about some about businesses, uh, but uh, I think it's it's important to, the fact is that these all these principles also apply to how individuals should live uh, their lives. So let's talk a little bit about what we mean by that. Uh, what is it, how do you apply uh, these ingenuous principles to living your life? Well, the opportunity at, at as an individual is the same and different as say in an organization or when we think about society or the world as a whole. Um, and that's both good and bad because you have a lot more control over it, but you also have sole responsibility for creating uh, or putting yourself into in some way, supporting yourself in terms of a, a uh, productive environment. And that for me has been, it's, I've been, a, well, first of all, I've only been ingenuous for about uh, two and a half years now. Um, but I've, before that, I was, I was in some ways a terrible ingenuous and in some ways a really good ingenuous, but it was happenstance. It was haphazard. There were lots of areas where I did zero exploration, where I didn't uh, trust myself um, and I, I didn't have a solid relationship with failure. Uh, and then there were others where it just came more naturally. And that's, I think, where most people live is, is where it comes naturally. They are ingenuous. They're exploring, they're discovering new things, they're learning, uh, making decisions and deciding where to go next. Uh, and in other areas, people would, would maybe describe themselves, I certainly would have as stuck. You know, they're in one place, they don't see any opportunities for exploration, they're not making any discoveries. And they're definitely not learning. In, and in, and in some cases, they might be frozen by by fear of the new or fear of, of going out. They're confident in the one area. So it's easy for them because it, in a sense, comes naturally. And in other areas, it requires courage to, to kind of break through and, and challenge oneself. Yeah, that's 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 exactly right. That's what I mean by trust in yourself. Um, but that that is you know, it's it's easy to say, and it's not always easy to do. Uh, there's also times where or people are, they're, they're sort of trapped in cognitive dissonance, where they're thinking, I really want this, but then they have a reason why they don't want it. And, and they never figure out, you know, where that inconsistency really is, and what it is they really don't want, and how they can get what they want without, uh, without suffering what they don't want. But uh, it all comes down to being willing to explore and then paying attention. So you're discovering things and then learning from those discoveries and then making your next decision in terms of what you're going to do based on those. And uh, an example that we've used in the past is, and it's one that I use a lot because, you know, I spent a lot of my life not doing this and I started doing it and it really uh, increased the quality of my life uh, was in terms of what I eat. Mm -hmm. um, and that's in two dimensions. One is exploring new kinds of foods and new kinds of restaurants and you know, not always ordering the same thing, not always going to the same place. 
And there's this huge asymmetry where everything you discover you have for the rest of your life and everything that you, uh, I'll say don't discover, but really what you're doing is you're discovering a dead end. You find out that, no, in fact, I really don't, don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to go back. And, yeah. and um, But the loss is minimal because it's just that one meal. And as long as you're learning, then you're, you're having small losses and big gains. Uh, but that, that also applies to sort of your, your health and your fitness. Um, for me, one of the things that I always did growing up was drink milk. Like that was my, my go-to <laughs> beverage. Uh, and it, it wasn't until much later in life that uh, I was introduced to the idea of exploring how different parts of your diet impact how you feel, um, how much energy you have. Uh, and, and we took a bunch of things out of the diet, like eggs and wheat and milk and shellfish and just kind of things that you know, because none of this is in isolation. When we talk about connection, you can get an idea of, well, what are the right things to test? And what are the, the likely things to see if they make any difference? And for me, you know, and then you put everything back in. And for me, it became very clear when I started drinking milk again, that that was a bad idea. Yeah. And I've been largely dairy-free since. But of course, some of that is costly. Uh, for example, not eating cheese is, is horrible. <laughs> I know. Ice cream. Uh, Although I don't eat ice cream anymore, but ice cream. But it's yes. but it's interesting because. No, wait. Let me let me go on yeah, cheese. Finish finish your point. Sorry. Yeah. I tried goat cheese and sheep's cheese and found that I don't like goat's cheese very much. It's not bad in some applications, but I actually like sheep's cheese and I don't have the same reaction to it. So, the learning and then continuing to explore and discover and and trying to figure out what it is that is works for you because we all have different tastes we all have different genetics body you know, and that's really something that as an individual ingenuism is a good framework for helping you discover and understand yeah and of course part of the reason you can do all this is is we have kind of the knowledge that is available i mean you can look it up online right you can look up you know how to deal with uh, dietary issues or how to how to test yourself or uh, what is the latest thinking about these things? It's it's this connection that exists, not connection. I mean, there's important connections to other people, but here's a connection to knowledge, connection to data, connection to other people's thinking about these things that can so enhance one's own ability to explore. I, I think we were, I mean, I don't think people fully appreciate how much the internet has expanded the possibility for individuals put aside society, companies, but for individuals to expand their life experiences, to expand, you know, what, what they do with their own life, whether it's health-wise, there's so many videos and there's so many articles and then you can look up medical research, all this stuff. Or restaurants, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I've discovered a lot of good restaurants because I've uh, connected in a sense with other people who've also shared the same hobby of looking for interesting food. Exactly. And the internet has made it extremely low cost to explore. And yet, if we look at our daily lives, do we make a point of going to a new website, um, mm -hmm. finding a recommendation that we trust to explore a new website, you know, even giving it five or 10 minutes a day? Uh, I know the answer for me is, is no. Uh, and it, it seems crazy, uh, but you get caught up in doing the things that you're already doing. And exploration is very easy to let it fall by the wayside. Yeah, no, uh, 
that, that's that's absolutely and 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 connection is also about you know even the even the part, connection is all about also about people i mean i think we tend to be conservative about the kind of people we connect with and we because talking to people you you can learn a huge amount and and talking to people is risky I know, you know, I, I I dislike it greatly when I walk into like a cocktail party or something. I know you do too. And you have to just walk up to people in the cold and, and talk to them and get something out of it. And, um, but there's real value in finding ways to connect to other people, connect to people you would not otherwise interact with in, in your daily life and, and learn from people. There's, there's a huge amount of knowledge available out there. Yeah, that, that's an, a, an awesome microcosm of ingenuism, walking into a cocktail party. And for some people, it's super easy to start talking to people. Others, there's some conversation or it seems risky or it seems like a lot of work. For me, it seems like a lot of work. Me too. Uh, and, and, it, and it isn't. I mean, that's the reality is once you do it. Now, if you talk to 10 people, are you going to make 10 lifetime friends? No, are you going to make one? Probably not. But if you think about the just just from that one dimension if you think about the possibility that you know it is huge versus the the cost which i would argue is still positive net expected value you know even if you're you're just connecting with someone uh, it 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 makes no sense that i would it occur to me as hard um, yep. but it does i mean when i was living in puerto rico and i would go swim uh, a few times, at least every every week, there was a guy who just sort of showed up at one point, and he was he was swimming. And you know, after maybe two weeks, I just said, "This is crazy." And so we started talking, and you know, he turned out to be a great guy, and, yeah. and we did things with him and his wife. And uh, it's the kind of thing that isn't it's not obvious until ex post, and then you look at oh, I, there, there have been hundreds of opportunities where I just let it slide by. So it's funny because I, I I have the same reaction to cocktail parties as you do. I don't like them. And yet, I mean, one of the differences between us is that looking back, I am I am a connector, right? I am a node of connection. Uh, one of the and you know, I know a lot of people in lots of different places around the world doing lots of different things. And some of it seems like, okay, so you know a lot of people, but just from a business perspective, that has helped us in the past. That has been uh, contributed. It contributes just to the the fun of traveling around the world and knowing people around the world. It just contributes in terms of just having different experiences with different people and knowing different things because you've met those people. So it it it's interesting. I did it without really thinking about it because and and I don't even think it comes naturally. And, you know, I don't know uh, how. I don't have uh, insight into uh, how it happened, but it did. Well, I, I have a theory that you, you were doing something that was big enough and important enough to you yep. that whatever reservation you would have in a different environment about connecting with people just sort of got swamped by that that commitment that you had. And you know, there there's a thousand and one different ways that things can be easy, but there's a million and one different ways why they can be hard. Yep. And I, you know, having a practice that was that mimicked that uh, is, I think, invaluable in terms of bringing ingenuism into your personal life. And 
I don't even know what that is. Like we, that's one of the things that I'd like to do this year is for us to discover, you know, what are the practices that work for us, which means trying a bunch of them and yeah. seeing whether they make any difference. And, you know, I'm planning on enrolling Ken and Ryan in this uh, endeavor. And uh, because when the people around you are being ingenuous, it just naturally feeds into your own exploration and discovery. And I, I, that's yeah. that's what we mean by creating an environment. You know, this yeah, I was going to say that part of creating an environment. Yeah, the friends you have around you, the business partners you have around you, the the environment you create in your own home and it, with with the people around you is going to shape the extent to which you are um, you bring these kind of uh, ideas into your own life, and you're willing to experiment and willing to change. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'd say that. Part of you coming out of your shell is probably your exposure to me, and then probably to a large extent, your exposure to your wife, um, is uh, who is much more of an explorer than you were. So. Absolutely, and you know that. So I was lucky um, because I didn't set out with that as a goal, uh, yeah. and there's no reason that that I can't create that as a goal at this point in my life. Yeah. One of the ways that that we don't that we stop exploring is we say, oh, it's too late. You know, we I could have done this if I had been thinking about it in my twenties, but now it's it's too late, and that's obvious nonsense. Well, uh, some things it's not kite flying, for example. No, no, kite surfing still, st still okay. Maybe maybe hang gliding, but uh, hang gliding, whatever. The exceptions are what prove the rule. There, there are very few things that. We truly can't. I'm not saying that we sh that we should do them. In fact, sure, I'm yeah. not even saying ingenuism is the answer here. I mean, we're. I want to be clear that that ingenuism is correct, but it's not a truth. It's not like gravity. Um, there is hard to quantify, but massive value in connection, exploration, discovery, and creating an environment that supports that. And there are other models of the world that you know could be just as good or better at setting yourself up to succeed. Uh, but ingenuism is as a, a tautology worth trying um, because it really does, it produces the kind of results that we see that, that, that Elon Musk produces that you know haven't ever been possible before because we didn't have the level of connection and we didn't have an environment where the right mindset is is able to take the kind of risks and and reap the kind of rewards that people can today. I think a, a big value here is just having people as individuals spend the time and the focus and the energy and the thought on what they want to do with their lives. I, I think too often life becomes just you know on on auto and it just it just it, you drift in it and and it's that purposefulness, which a lot of people apply to their career, but often don't apply to their life. And even their career, they think within limited scope. And and uh, it's always a good, it's never too late to, in, in that sense, to just, okay, say, if, you know, do I, am I really, the things that I'm doing, do I really want to do them? Are these the best things that I could be doing? What else is available? What else is possible? What could I explore? What could I try? Um, and and be conscious and be purposeful about it. I think that is the great value yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And listen to you, it, it makes me think you know the one of the enemies of ingenuism is over planning. 
um, imagining that we can plan out the future and figure these things mm -hmm. out. Like, what do I want to do with my life? If you're, if you're, whether you're, you know, 22 years old or 62 years old, uh, that question is very hard to answer in a, in, in a useful way, in a hypothetical, just thinking about it. But talking to people about it, learning from them, and then trying things and you know learning from the world as it actually is, combined with that that level of thought. Because if we just try things randomly, I think there's actually value there. But the value is small compared to if you try things systematically, you learn from them, you point yourself in a directions that either your experience or other people's experience suggests would be the the most profitable. And I mean that in the broadest sense of the word. Uh, that that is where you get the really uh, phenomenal results out of ingenuism. Yeah, and, and all of that accepting the fact that some of these trials and some of the paths that you take are not going to be successful. They're, they're going to they're, they're actually going to be failure, and this is this is where the whole attitude towards failure and the whole attitude towards um, not being successful at something uh, is is so crucial and differentiates we know in Silicon Valley differentiates successful entrepreneurs from from unsuccessful entrepreneurs is is to a large extent that that attitude because you're just not going to succeed at everything and in a lot of situations you're going to fail most of the time um you know you, whether it's professionally or personally if you're ambitious and you're taking on audacious audacious challenges um, there's going to be a lot of setbacks Mm -hmm. And they're all going to be an opportunity to learn. Uh, and people who are both able to handle the setbacks and then learn from them, which is kind of saying the same thing, yeah. uh, end up doing phenomenally despite those setbacks. And that is that is true in business. And that is absolutely true in life, uh, in life as well. And if uh, my... You know, we focused a lot on the world as a whole uh, because we're interested in that as big pictures and focused on Silicon Valley and business because that, that's a great use case or example of where these principles have made just an, an enormous difference. But in the end, it's always been, you know, individuals working together uh, and to accomplish these things. Yeah. And, you know, if we could snap our fingers and have everyone become an ingenuous on the planet, it would change life as we know it in an instant. Uh, and so in a sense, maybe the way that you get what, what we're looking for at a societal level isn't by uh, trying to reform the Washington and the regulatory process, but actually having ingenuous feed into that over time until you, you can't really, you don't know what had happened, but looking back, you're like, wow, everything is different. Yeah, I mean, my I've always thought, you know, we get the politicians we deserve. And if you want to change the politicians, we have to change. And uh, it's and in that sense, there's no way to do this on a mass scale. It's kind of one mind at a time. It's it's one person being convinced at a time to take their life more seriously and to 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 kind of go out there and and uh, and think, explore uh, and uh and connect and, and, and live a full life. That, that's what it's all about at the end. Yeah, you said uh, something last week about you know the contrast between European entrepreneurs and American entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. So you know, if you really want to change that, it's not, it's, it's not that the schools are massively better in the US or that 
people are smarter, that they are um, more ambitious outside of the context that they were born into. Um, so you have to change the culture. And the only way to change the culture is, you know, one, one person at a time. And then yeah. you, you, you get the culture we deserve and the politicians we deserve. And basically everything, everything that we, we have is what we actually wanted. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about individuals and, and groups are just groups of individuals. So if, if you want to impact the group, you have to impact the individuals within the group. There's no other way to do it, I think, for, for lasting change. All right, great. Uh, you were starting to say something. I was going to say, well, that's what we're committed to here. And uh, so I we should have, like, I don't know, an ingenuism focus group where we are getting more input. We'll start with Ken and Ryan, but start with Ken and Ryan. There you go. Having having a uh, a practice is often just keeping something in the forefront, which it easily falls into the background. Um, so that's what we'll be we'll be working on sharing in the weeks and months to come. Sounds good. Thanks, Robert. Right. Thanks, Ryan. See you next week, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.